Welcome to the sermon series from Life Church Green Bay. It's our mission to bring the life-giving message of Jesus to the 920 and beyond. We're so glad you're here. If this is your first time joining us, we want to do life with you. While you're listening, fill out our hello card on our website so we can connect with you. Visit lifechurchgreenbay.com forward slash hello to fill it up. Make sure to check the I'm new here and online options while filling out the card. Again, we're so glad you're with us today. Here's this week's message. Good morning. Good morning. Open your Bibles to the book of Psalm 150. Psalm 150. If you don't have a traditional Bible and you'd like to use one, just raise your hand. We'd love to give you one. You can either borrow or keep. It's our gift to you. Also, if you uh, like to use your smartphone, we do have the version or the Bible app. And if you go on there, and I, and I think you go to live, all of the notes and scriptures are going to be available for you on there. If you're watching us online, at uh, one of our services or at the Brown County Correctional Facility. I love you guys. We love you guys. We're so glad you are here with us. So I have been Jesus person for about 20, 20, 23 years. And I remember my life before Jesus and my life after. My life before, I was, I remember I went to a church, I went to a youth ministry, I went for the wrong intentions. There was a girl that I really wanted to get to know, her name was Santana, and nothing ever happened, but God used her to keep me in church um, because my motivation was to meet her, but I met Jesus instead. And I remember my life after Jesus was totally different. Like I was just, I mean, Jesus changed me from the inside out. And I just could not contain it. I couldn't hold it in. I mean, I was, I was all about Jesus. Like, I wanted to have, like, talk to Jesus. All, I mean, I was in God's Word. I remember my first Bible was, like, the teen study Bible. And it was, like, thick. And it had cool 90s stuff on it. Even though I got saved in 99, it was still thick and cool. And it had did you knows in there, which is always great in the Bible. Did you know? And I'm like, I did not know because I'm a new believer. <laughs> yeah, believer. I said believer. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> um, I find myself praying a lot, which it started off weird. I was trying to impress God with my prayers. I was saying, like, Lord, if you have it your way, and I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, stop that. Stop. That's weird. Just talk to me like you talked to Josh. Josh was one of my best friends, and I talked to him like I just cut loose with him. So I started talking to God all the time, and, and it started to make sense when you hear, you know, scriptures like pray without ceasing. Like, it's not like, you know, just, but like always pray. Um, I got into Jesus music. Like, I, I got into, well, first of all, I, I didn't know a lot of Jesus music, so like someone's like, you should like Newsboys, and you would like, um, and DC Talk, and I liked some of their stuff, and then a real cool guy was like, actually, you would really like the OC Supertones. And if you're like, who's that? Look it up, it's really fun. And I was like, this is the music I need in my life. It was just really, really fun music. And so I'd be listening to, my, to you know, Jesus music in my room. I'd listen to worship music in my room. I just, I was all about it. And, and I remember when I would go to church, when it came to worship, like, I was all in. I, I actually remember there was a song by a band called Delirious which was interesting that this band, like they had a, I think they had a question mark in their name. It was very interesting. But they had a song called The Happy Song. And it's really silly now, but back then I was like, when I heard that song, I was like, yeah! 
wow. Like I, and, it, and it was very like bluegrassy and it would be like, and I would sing an ending song, but I would be doing how you save my song. I would just be dancing and moving and going crazy. I think there was one time in youth group, I went on stage and danced and I, I don't know why my youth pastor allowed that. He should be like, what are you doing? Get out of it. Like, but I was just going crazy. And I had a friend who was in a youth ministry too. And, you know, he loved Jesus. He was a Jesus person. But for the longest time, he didn't worship. He would just kind of look at worship, and he would just kind of stand there respectfully with his hands like this, kind of like a bodyguard, you know, like, you know, I'm just going to keep the enemy out, Lord. I'm just going to be watching for, you know. He's just, he kind of did this. But, like, he, he loved Jesus. Like, he, I mean, he had a Bible. And I remember he had a really cool Bible because his Bible had, like, these little tabs for all of the, uh, for every like book of the Bible. And so if you ever wanted to play sword drill, like he always won because he didn't have to be like concordance, concordance. I mean, he didn't have to go to the front. He could just be like, done. You're like, oh man. And he also was the first person I saw who highlighted like the Bible, which at the time I didn't think was allowed. Like I was like, what are you doing, man? That's, just, that's God's word. You, you're like putting graffiti on it. Like, don't do that. Like you're in trouble. Like it just, and he, and he was the one that kind of would, you know, he would, you know, be the one that like, hey, why don't you pray to close out? He'd pray, but when it came to worship, he just, he never did it. And so one day I just asked him, I said, why don't you ever engage in worship? Like, why do you always kind of stand still? And he said, I remember this really clear. I don't think it's in me. I don't know if I was made to worship. Now, some of us, we hear that, we go, that's crazy. But other of us hear that and go, yeah, I believe that. I don't know if I was made to worship. We'll say things like, I'm not a good singer. I feel silly lifting my hands. Just maybe it isn't for me. I wanna explore that question in the title I'm calling this morning, was I made to worship? Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to speak your word to my church. And I love them and I'm thankful for them. And I pray, Lord, Lord, that they would hear your word and be encouraged by it, not offended by it, not distracted by it, but engaged by it. Be with us during this time in Jesus' name. Amen. So Psalm 150, and it's actually, the, it's like the last chapter of the book of Psalms, and it's only six verses, so I'm gonna read all six. And it starts with this. Praise the Lord! It's an exclamation point, so I teach my kids if there's an exclamation point, you gotta say it loud. Praise the Lord! Praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heaven! I forgot there was an exclamation point there, so I kinda <laughs> delayed on that. Praise him for his mighty works, praise him his unequaled greatness, praise him with a blast of the ram's horn, praise him with a lyre and a harp, praise him with the tambourine and dancing, praise him with strings and flutes, praise him with a clash of cymbals, praise him with loud clanging cymbals, which I love that. I don't just want cymbals, I want loud cymbals. <laughs> praise, <laughs> I got lost. Let everything that breathes sing Praises to the Lord, praise the Lord. So, my question was, were we made to worship? And if looking at Psalm 150, the answer would be yes. Because if you're breathing right now, if you just did this, then you can praise, it's in you. And I know some of you might disagree with that, but the reality is praise, which is to celebrate in worship, it's in us. 
I mean, think about it. Think about the last time you were at like your favorite concert and the band's not even out yet. In fact, it's quiet. And sometimes all it takes to the quietness is people are like, oh my gosh. And then a band, all they have to do, they don't even have to do like an intro of a song. They just have to hit a chord. And people are like, wow. And they're like, like they're losing their minds over it. Or how about going to a Packer game or a Bucks game? Like I went to the first preseason game of this year. Preseason doesn't count. But when the team came out, people were like, like they were going nuts. It's my team. And I was standing up too. Don't get me wrong. I was standing up too. But the thing that made me laugh was like when like the ref didn't call something, people were like, are you kidding me? Like they're screaming and I wanted to go, it's just a preseason game. It doesn't count. Doesn't mean it just. We could win or lose, and they're like, good for you. Pat yourself on the back, no count. I mean, but we lose our minds over it. How about when you go to a movie and like, the good guy beats the bad guy? Hey, I'm there. When I saw Endgame, Iron Man goes, I am Iron Man. He snaps, we're like, whoa. And then then Thanos just, just, he just disappears, and people are like, yeah! I heard, I saw a video when that happened, and a person in the crowd goes, bye-bye, Thanos! Like, they're just loud, and they get crazy, even though Thanos isn't real. But we get excited! Or how about a golf game? Like, watch this video. Many doubted we'd ever see it. But here it is. The return to glory. Like, they got excited because he went like this. Boop. And they're like, yes! The ball! And and here's the thing. I know some of you guys are getting real, especially my golf lovers, you're like, you don't even understand that video. It was something big. There was, you understand, Tiger, he was, he was gone. They thought he was done. And he, and he came back and he won. And I get that. And I want you guys to understand, I'm not knocking getting loud in concerts. I'm not angry that you got crazy over a preseason game. I'm not frustrated because you're, you're, you're excited that Thanos lost. I'm not even mad about that. That's all good because it's in us. Praise is in us. And all God's saying is, just give it to me. And we can go, well, I, it makes sense for me. I mean, I, that's my team. That's, that's my favorite movie. That's my band. That's my guy. I'm, you're motivated by that. And that's a good point. Maybe the problem is, for some of us who who don't realize that worship is in us and praise is in us, maybe we just don't know how to be motivated by it. So I wanna go to the book of Ephesians. I know we were there for a long time, but I wanna go back to Ephesians chapter one. It's the 10th book in the New Testament. I'm gonna read uh, starting in verse three. And here's what it says. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made us, it made the world, God loved us and chose us 
in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Here's verse six. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured onto us who belong to his dear son. So if you're taking notes, looking at the scripture, I know I was made to worship because I am, number one, blessed. Blessed means to have favor. It's where we get the word favorite. Because we're united with Jesus, we are God's favorite. And there's something about being the favorite, right? I know parents aren't supposed to have a favorite, but sometimes we go, kind of winning right now. You're kind of winning. I mean, we don't say it out loud, we just say it in our minds, but it's great. I mean, it gets us pumped, it gets us excited. I am favored. That should give me a reason to praise God, to worship him. I am blessed. Here's what I love that in Psalms 32. It says, blessed is the one whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. So it says, I have favor even though I've sinned. I have favor even though I have transgressions because they're covered through Jesus. I am blessed, I have favor, and it gives me a reason to praise. Here's number two. I know I'm made to worship because I am chosen. I love this scripture. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Meaning you are picked. We are selected to be holy and without fault. You know, there was a long time in my life that I was afraid of dying. And, and not because like I was, I was afraid that I would miss out and I wouldn't be able to get married and have kids. I just didn't think I would make the cut. And so I used to say this prayer almost every single night. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And here's why I said that. I, I said it like it was a potion, like it was, a, it was gonna have this, this, like, this covering over me because I had this fear of, of dying in my sleep. And, and, and am I good enough? Am, am, I, am, I, am I holy enough? Have I done enough good deeds to make my way into heaven? And it wasn't until I became a Jesus person that I realized it doesn't matter what I've done because of Jesus. Let's go to that scripture again. Because of Jesus, I am chosen. I lost my words, I'm sorry. Holy and without fault in his eyes. Meaning, when God looks at you, he does not see your sin. He does not see your addictions. He does not see your past, present, or future. In his eyes, because of Jesus, he sees you as holy and without fault. When I heard that, I realized I have nothing to fear anymore. I am chosen. I, I have a ticket. I don't have to say that prayer anymore. I don't have to do that magical potion anymore. I have purpose. God has a plan for me, and I am chosen no matter what. And that gives me a reason not to take advantage of. Not say, oh, I got Jesus, so I can do whatever I want. No, 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 it gives me a reason to praise. It gives me a reason to worship. Because before that, I, I was separated. But because of Jesus, I am chosen. 
Here's number three. I am adopted. Adopted meaning I am a part. I'm not left out. I am included. I've been adopted in a great lineage. I have a hope and a future. And the scripture says in this that he adopted us in advance, meaning we didn't have to do anything to earn it. It was just given to us. And here's what I love. Sometimes we can look at our, our lineage, we can look at our family, and we can say, you know what, because of that, I, I can't measure up. I'll never be good enough. I'll never be great enough. I'll always deal with these addictions and these pains. I'll always have, no. Because of Jesus, you are adopted in his lineage that is holy and without fault and great and mighty. It doesn't matter your upbringing. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter who your dad, your grandpa, your great-grandpa was. Because of Jesus, you are in a great lineage. You have a great future. You are adopted into a great family that has great plans for you and wants the great things to happen to you. I mean, that gives me a reason to get excited because I don't have a great background. Every time I look at my history, it's never good. Like, I don't have presidents or anything like that. I have train robbers. No joke. I have a train robber as a great-great-grandfather. Cool. That's great. Like, no, 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 no good people in your family. But it doesn't matter because I'm in Christ. I'm adopted into his family. And here's number four. This is my last point. I know I'm made to worship because I have been given grace. Grace is unmerited favor, undeserved, just like blessings, but we can't do anything earnest. In fact, in chapter two of Ephesians says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Here's what's great about gifts. You don't earn it back. You just say thank you. In fact, it's insulting when you get a gift and you go, oh, oh, let, let me get you something. No, just take it and say thanks. That's all you have to do. And that's what grace is. Grace is, I've given this to you as a gift. Now take it and walk in thanksgiving. And how do we do that? In praise, in worship, in thanksgiving, in, in prayer in connection with God. He just wants us to walk in his thankfulness for us. And, and for me, what makes grace so powerful is sometimes I have to take a step back and I have to look at my timeline. I have to look at the mistakes I've made. I have to look at the, the consequences. I have to look back. And it's so powerful because when I do that, God reminds me, my grace covers it all. I know people will want to remind you who you used to be, but my grace has made you a new creation. I know people are going to want to tell you, you know, well, yeah, I, I knew you before this. You used to think, yeah. And that gives God even more glory because what he's doing in me now. And that gives me a reason to praise. Here's what I want to close with. I want to close with a question. How many of you have ever been given something that wasn't expected? Like meaning it wasn't your birthday, it wasn't Christmas. You just received something out of the blue, like something unexpected. There was a time in um, 
Shelby and I's life where we were just starting a ministry and we were broke, <laughs> like, like broke. And to the point where we would uh, have to you know, save and we'd have to say no to a lot of things we want to say yes to. And we'd try to do a thing where at least once a month we would take the family out to a restaurant. And so we'd save up for it. And there was this one time that, you know, because kids don't know, you don't want to tell your kids you're broke. Like, they don't need to know that anyways. And so, but when kids don't know you're broke, they, they you know, they'll say things like, let's go to Olive Garden. And you're like, yeah, okay. Now, Olive Garden's great. But when you're broke, it's super expensive. So I was like, all right, okay. And so, you know, in my mind, I was already planning, okay, I'm going to, I'll probably share a meal with Shelby. Uh, you know, I think the twins at the time were, you know, only drinking milk. So cool, that's a free meal. And, and you know, you're trying to hope that like, you know, maybe your kid doesn't, you know, doesn't want to go, you know, all crazy. And he's like, no, I just want breadsticks. And like, cool, have them all you want. They're free, you know. And so you think like these, I know, and these people are like, it just, it just was a season we were in. So I'm going in and, and, and you shouldn't panic or be stressed about going out with your family, but I was. So I remember going into the restaurant and we see someone that we went to church with. And of course we're saying, hi, how are you? How's your week going out, things, blah, blah, blah. You know, talking, you know, make it, trying to make a joke, trying to make them laugh, you know, and things like that. I'm like, oh, it's good seeing you. All right, I'll see you later. And we go and sit down. We order our food. We're sitting down, it's great, I'm eating like crazy. I probably said more breadsticks. I don't know if I did, maybe I did. I looked at my old driver's license. I probably did a lot. Uh, and so we're eating and, you know, and of course, you know, the waiter comes over and, you know, says, hey, you know, can I get you anything else? No, no, thank you so much. More breadsticks, uh, you know, more water. And, uh, and of course they do the thing where like, are you guys, you got any room for desserts? And you're like, nope, because <laughs> your dessert's expensive. But, uh, you know, you know, uh, no, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. And, and I just remember during this time, I was just kept going like, what is taking this? Like, they really want me to buy more things. Like, why haven't you given me the bill yet? It was before like the whole touch screen thing. Like, you know, they would do the thing where they're like, just take your time, it's fine. Just, just gonna leave it here. I'm gonna give you some chocolates and it's okay. And I'll just, I'll just walk away. You know, they, they did that thing and I'm waiting for that. And like, it's taken forever and I'm like, come on. And then all of a sudden she comes to me and says, hey, I just want you to know your bill was paid for. You don't have to worry about it. You guys were great. Have a great day. I shouldn't get this emotional about that. But man, that meant a lot to me. Because it was a, it was a struggle at the time. And they didn't have to do that. Why, why did they do that? Who did that? And I'm assuming it's the people we talked to. So what do I do? I get up, I go right to their table, and I said, did you, did you get my bill for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry, oh, no, 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 I want you to know that that means a lot. Thank you for doing that. And I probably got more honest with him than I should have. I know, because sometimes Shelby looks at me and she's like, mm, they don't need to know we're broke, come on. You know, but I'm, you know, and I'm, thank you so much. And I just, I, I, want, I was so grateful for doing that. They took a bill that I could pay, but I really didn't, it was gonna be hard to pay. And just that weight being removed and the stress being gone and just, 
the joy of just going, man, that was really great. And here's what I love about Ephesians. Ephesians says that God has done all of these great things for us. That he is he has blessed us. He has chose us. He's adopted us. He's given us grace. But he did all this through Jesus. And I love that in verse 3 and verse 6 it says, so all you have to do is praise him. Now, I know some of you people who maybe you did believe that you, you, know, you weren't made to worship, you're like, oh, great. So now I gotta worship because you know what, of all these great things. Okay, fine, I'll start singing, I'll start lifting my hands because he's done all these great things for me. Yes, that's one reason. But here's what I wanna remind you of and the enemy wants you to forget about. Here's what's great about worship. Yes, we worship God and we praise God for all he's done because he's done amazing things. And I'm thankful for that. But here's the kicker with praise and worship too. Even though I go in with thanksgiving, even though I go in with the mindset of I am so thankful for what you've done in my life, when you worship God, you're putting yourself in his presence. The creator of the universe says, when you worship me, you Walk into my presence. Imagine what can happen in your life, in your thinking, in your words, in your mindset, in your, your addictions. What could happen when you say, you know what? I am going to give worship a try and I'm going to step into his presence. Imagine what could happen, not just for you, but for your family. Because I can tell you this, when you get that itch, it's hard to stop scratching. And that's why I'm all about it. That's why when you see me in here, I go crazy because I'm in his presence. I need him all the time. And I'm not gonna be quiet, I'm gonna praise because he's given me so much to praise. And if I'm gonna praise my team, and if I'm gonna praise the band and the music, if I'm gonna do all those things for something that will never give me anything in return except entertainment, that I'm gonna give God is equal or more praise because he will give me more back. That's what's great about our God is that when we go after him, he will come after us. Do you wanna feel God? Worship him. Do you want God to speak to you? Sing the songs and declare the words over your life. Do you wanna be forever changed? Let go of the mindset that it's all about me and it's all about him. That's what surrender is. Surrender, when we lift our hands in worship, we are physically saying, I surrender all to you. It doesn't matter how insecure I feel, it doesn't matter how, how bad my day, it doesn't matter, I surrender all to you. And I want you to do all that you can in me. Have you bow your heads? You know, salvation is what Ephesians talks about. It's grace given. Even though we don't, we haven't earned it, but he gives it to us freely. It's a gift of grace, and all we have to do is accept it. And that's what salvation is. It's saying, you know what, I'm going to accept that gift of grace. 
that I'm going to welcome him in my life. I'm going to surrender all to him, my past, present, and future. I'm going to believe that he did live a sinless life. He died on the cross. He was rose again. And that gift of salvation is for me if I'm willing to accept it. So with everyone's heads bowed, if you're here this morning, and maybe you're saying, Pastor Dallas, you know, I, I've been coming to church and I think I have a belief with Jesus, but I've never made that commitment. I've never said I want to make Jesus my Lord and my Savior. Lord, meaning I want to give him control. That I'm going to step out of the way and let God do what he needs to do in my life. And Savior meaning is I'm not going to be held by guilt or shame, but I'm going to believe that he saved me of all my sins. If that's you, we're going to do one of two things. I'm going to have you in a moment raise your hand and just look at me. And then as a church, we're going to just say this simple prayer together. So if you're here this morning, you're saying, you know what, that's me. I don't want to just believe. I want him in my life. I want him to, to do what he needs to do in my life. If that's you, can I just have you raise your hand real quick? Thank you. 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 This is great. I'm telling you, forever changed. Awesome. Church, can we say this prayer together? Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Change me. Make me new. Be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that decision, it's just a decision. And we want to help you in your discipleship from that decision. So if you could do us a favor, you can scan the QR code and then just check, I'm choosing to follow Jesus. And we want to help you start your Jesus journey. What does that mean? We want to get you a Bible. In fact, if you don't have a Bible and you want one, we'll give you one for free. And I'm telling you, this book has to be more than just something you hold on to. God wants you to read it. He wants you to ask questions about it. He wants you to understand it and let it transform you. We even have some devotions at the Welcome Center that you can grab, and they're just daily things that help you. Maybe read one or two scriptures that can really get you in God's Word. We also want you to start praying, and that's just talking to God. Nothing fancy. Like I said, I talk to God like I talk to my friend Josh. I mean, I'm just, I'm just open, and I'm honest, and I'm real, and that's what God wants. He wants that for your life, and he also wants you to start getting committed to a church. And again, if, if this is not a church for you, one, I'm just the guest speaker. I'm not your pastor. I'm your kid's pastor. I'm your student's pastor. So I'd come back next week. But if you've already come and you're saying this isn't a church for me, that's fine. We know we're a church for anyone, but we know we're not a church for everyone. But that doesn't mean you should stop going or finding a church. Just because you don't like a restaurant doesn't mean you stop eating. You go and you find something else. So find a church that works for you. Can I have you bow your heads one more time? Maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know what, I am a Jesus person, but I did think I wasn't made to worship. And now that I've heard you say that everyone has breath, praise the Lord, well, I need to start work, working in that and walking in a life including worship. If that's you, can I have you raise your hand real quick? Awesome, thank you, thank you. So Jesus, I pray, Lord, that, Lord, today would be the day, Lord, that they experience, Lord Jesus, what it means to walk and move and live in your presence. So, Lord, be with us during this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I have you stand your feet real quick? 
I know my worship warriors were like, did you steal a worship song from me? No, I didn't, I didn't. But here's what I didn't wanna have. I didn't wanna talk about worship for people who don't worship and then say, cool, try it next week. No, I wanna give you an opportunity. I wanna give an opportunity for the people who were like, I'm just gonna be respectful and I'm gonna just stay. I wanna give an opportunity for people who are just afraid or don't think that they think it's about singing and it's about being, no, no. I wanna give you opportunity to move in his presence and that's why I love we're gonna do this song called Firm Foundation because that's what God wants for you. He wants worship to be a foundation in your life that when all hell breaks loose, you can walk in that foundation you can stand on that foundation and be reminded. So I don't want you just to pass on by. I really encourage you, if you've never tried worship ever, try it today. Now I'm not saying be like me and just, no, no, that took many years of that. It started here. Or maybe actually probably started like this. Or maybe just start with my hands in my pocket by singing the songs. But it grew and grew and grew because I was like, wait a minute. Whoo, that, that guy going crazy is starting to make sense to me. That person jumping up down is starting to make sense to me because man, when I just go after God, I just, oh gosh, I just need more of it. So Jesus, Lord, we pray, Lord, in this last song of worship, that we go after you. Lord, that we would not allow our fears, our insecurities, our weak, our life, our shortcomings to stop us from engaging in your presence. So Lord, be with us, Lord. I pray, Lord, you would transform lives because they step forward in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this week. Still thinking about the message? Go follow our Message Recap podcast, Chew On That. The Chew On That podcast is a podcast where Life Church staff chew over the latest messages to dig deeper into our faith. Tap the link in the episode description to have a listen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week.